0: Okay, this is Moses Allison, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones.
1: back to Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. Our musical guest on today's show is Anara George. Hello. And she's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations with her songs. And now joining us here on stage in the studio, on mic, is uh, my friend, my Burbank neighbor, And a pretty illustrious cat in the history of Minneapolis music particularly. Uh, I'll just invite him onto the show right now. Peter Jesperson, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, um, when I stay in Burbank, a lot of times you live about two or three doors down. And when I found out that you lived down the street, I, I found a way to get an introduction to you. And to get invited over to your house to occasionally have these long, coffee-fueled pop music, rock music conversations that you know, just go on for
2: hours... Ranting about Paul McCartney, about Paul McCartney,
1: about Bob Dylan, about and then I remember once I told you, oh, I was into, I'm into the burden the bee, and he's like, oh, well, I was at their very first shows, and uh-huh, uh-huh. and so I, uh, you know, and I see you have a you have quite a collection of the burden the bee music, and you also write a lot about music, uh, but we should tell people tell give us a l- give a little bit of your resume here, so people who aren't familiar with you and you work with Twin Tone Records and the replacements and get a little sense of what you have done and are up to. Um,
2: Well, I come from Minneapolis and and, um, just always was kind of part of the music community there. Uh, Ran a record store. Uh, We started a record label there back in 1977 called Twin Tone Records. Did all the first releases for uh, uh, Soul Asylum, The Replacements, Jayhawks, etc. And... uh, yeah. Then I moved out to Los Angeles and worked Twin Tone from here for a while. Uh, and then we closed Twin Tone down in 1998, and I jumped over to New West Records in 99 and was there through last year.
1: And you're just a, you're one, of my, you're one of the smarter people, on or not even smarter, you're just one of the better informed people I know about music. You are, people saw your library of music and music books. It's very, very deep. And uh, and so I, I invite throw you here away. I, to lend some you know some uh, I don't know critical credibility to our conversations for people who maybe don't know Inara and Burden the Bee as well as I do or think I do.
2: Can you give us and our listeners a little critical overview of the life and the work? Sure. Inara well, George. <clears throat> um, I met Anara first in the early 2000s through a mutual friend. Um, as a result, I knew her peripherally from a couple of social gatherings. Um, I'd heard she was a musician who sang and wrote songs, and I knew there was music in her blood. I knew her father was Lowell George, uh, best known as the main man of the eclectic 70s rock band Little Feet. Um, The first music I heard by Inara was the opening song from her debut solo album, All Rise, in 2005. Um, Sometimes you hear music that hits you immediately, and this was one of those times for me. Uh, The song opened with finger picking on an acoustic guitar and some distorted electronic percussion, and then the voice came in singing, Will you take me as your mistress? What struck me about the way that line was delivered was it seemed casual and rather matter-of-fact. I was instantly disarmed by that and drawn in by how self-possessed, confident, and what I thought was a boldly artistic opening lyric, uh, qualities that uh, I continue to hear in Anara's music with each new release, whether it's in collaborations with Van Dyke Parks or the group she formed with Greg Kirsten, The Bird and the Bee. I think there's an enviable focus on the art, on the work itself, None of that reaching for the brass ring or trying to second-guess what's going to sell that's all too audible in music these days. There's actual poetry in the lyrics, and her melodies and pitch-perfect voice seem to spring more from Broadway and jazz than it does from folk or rock. At times, serious and introspective, and at others, whimsical. Anara George makes music that deserves to be heard by many.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Was that? A, are you okay with that? Is that? Is that a little uncomfortable? I
0: mean, it, I'll take it.
1: Okay, good. I'll take it. Um, I had someone once tell me that when someone gives you a compliment, you're supposed to breathe it in through the back of your heart. Like, so when everyone says something nice to me, I try and. That's breathe a it. good. That's I like that. Breathe it, breathe and let it in. Breathe it in the back of my heart. That's
0: yeah. nice.
1: Uh, and let it in because you deserve all of that. Well, thank you more. very much. Uh, so, so Peter, now that you're here, now I'm gonna. I know that you're a little bit, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, because we hang out, we talk. You told me you're a little bit skeptical of this format, you know, but that's okay. I invite skepticism <laughs> to this format, and in fact, that's why I'm saying it, because I, I'm not in any way to, like, put pressure on this reading or to put pressure on you, but to just have things all out on the table, that there's no, there's no tricks up our sleeve here. This is a psychological game, and when you ask this question, we're going to engage the pop oracle, and who knows, maybe something will will shift for your with your experience of this. And if not,
2: that's okay too. I'm open to it. Okay, great. Is that okay, Peter? I, I can cut that out, cut you, that right no, out. No, it's absolutely fine. I mean, skeptical isn't exactly the right word. It was more like I didn't quite just get the gist of it.
1: Okay. So, are you are you start? Is it starting to make? Uh,
2: yeah. Okay. I mean, I've listened to some more programs since, and hearing the setup here, I I, I think I am getting
1: it a little more. Cool. Cool. Great, because. Uh, because uh, you, know, uh, you know a ton of musicians that I want to have get on, get on my show. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, so, Peter,
2: uh, what is your question now for the Pop Oracle? My question is, what is it that drives humans to want to sing? Oh. What is
1: it that drives humans to want to sing? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to spin the Wheel of Eight. I'm, I'm nervous. Na, na. Song number eight, Dirty White.
0: Oh, okay.
3: When nobody's here, my eyes leave my body. My sex stands beside me, just me and my dirty white bones. Try and I try To clear out my fashion To pass out My rations, just me And my dirty White clothes Turn out To be dainty My sense twinkled faintly But now I have nothing to hide
2: Playing with
3: clothes I'd rather go naked But then I just fake it There's me As a dirty white bride Turn out
1: that was Dirty White from Inara George the answer to Peter Jesperson's question what makes people want to sing is that the how did you phrase it Yeah. what makes people want to sing so Inara do you want to tell us a little bit about the background in that song
0: Um. well it's interesting I mean this is all very interesting but uh, um, I mean that song is essentially just about being sort of um, okay with myself like that I'm not um, uh, perfect and that I'm sort of this, I don't know, it's like sort of putting putting it out there, I guess, mm-hmm. um, that I'm like dirty and not perfect. And um, so I, in terms of, si- I think that when, when singing is the most pure is when you don't care as much, when it's not about perfection, but it's about the performance and being in the moment. And so um, I'm really enjoying this game. <laughs> Yeah. Because I, 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 I think that that to me, that's sort of what the song is about. It's like about what, what drives me to, to express myself, and that it, it doesn't have to be perfect, I guess so Yeah, yeah.
1: What do you think, Peter, about that is the answer to your question?
2: I mean, I think Anara's point is well taken. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's a rather remarkable connection there in this uh, you know divination um, I guess, uh, a couple of things. I mean, one is, you know, I've been a music obsessed person all my life, and you kind of just wonder what it is about music that it's so universal, and has, you know, been a thing for so long, and, you know, will be a thing for, uh, you know, for all of eternity. Um, and I also think that, you know, to your point also, Inara, the, um, you know, music is best when it's, sort of uh, taken back to, the, to its essence, and um, I think that in the uh, music business today, uh, uh, there's, I don't know, too much marketing in the creative process, and I just would like to see that go away, and I think that's, or I would like to work in a portion of the music business that that is not a factor
1: yeah the I thought the song was so perfect for for the answer I mean that line uh, when nobody's here, my eyes leave my but I, I the feeling of when you're singing you dis- you do disappear like all of a sudden there's just something that shifts and your eyes leave your body and your sex stands behind you, and it turns the outside in uh and you have nothing to you're not thinking of you're not a lot to recall you're not thinking about things from the past and um and now I have nothing to hide.
0: Well, it's interesting that um, playing with clothes, I'd rather go naked. That yeah. There is something also about marketing. You know, you, you're, I mean, and you're always going to do it. It's like you're presenting yourself all the time. But when you play on stage, it's so, it's like, what am I going to wear? You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I just wish I could just, I mean, I don't want to be naked on stage, but, but that thing of that, that, I wish that that wasn't something that I had to think about, I guess.
1: Right. I mean, I guess for, I guess I thought for me it was it felt like the, different in that it felt like when I'm singing, I do feel like like I'm naked on stage, but naked, like true, like that naked and unashamed kind of naked. Like I'm not, like I get to show you something that I could never expl- express to you. I could never tell, even if I told you all my secrets, I couldn't tell it to you and expose myself in that way. The way I could just singing, even a goofy little song like the opening theme song. I just know, like when I. When we sing that song, I it, it shifts my brain in a way and makes me feel human. And I like I go through a lot of my day not feeling, or maybe feeling human is is that feeling of feeling stressed out and worried about every little thing. Yeah. But when I'm singing, or when I'm listening to a great singer, there's a part of me that gets to just take that to get out of myself. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. All right. It's serendipity. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at radio8ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time...